This is a really important game for the Seahawks on Sunday. They're in a good position at four and three, and the win against the LA Chargers last week was a really impressive victory. But the key to becoming the kind of team that I'm sure we all hope they can become is to win a game like this against the New York Giants. The Giants are six and one. I saw them in person beat the Packers a few weeks ago in London. They are tremendously well coached. Not just Brian Dayball, the head coach, who's come in and done a great job, but Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator as well. Remember, Dayball is the one who frankly embarrassed the Seahawks in Buffalo in 2020. If you remember that game, it was right after Pete Carroll had just agreed his latest extension. Carroll admitted after the game they expected Buffalo to run the ball early and often, and the Bills did exactly the opposite and hammered the Seahawks in that game. The Giants have got some good players as well to go with their coaching. Clearly, Saquon Barkley's back to his best. They've got a really good defensive line, but ultimately it's the sum of their parts, which is better than any one individual in New York. And as a collective group, they're very organized. They play to their strengths. They stay in games. They compete. They've been able to win a lot of close contests so far, and they're going to be tough to beat on Sunday. But equally, they are a team like Seattle that is in transition. You know, they're not the Chiefs. They're not the Bills, and they're beatable, even if it's going to be a tough out. And going to Seattle to play in Lumen Field should be a massive test for them. The Seahawks, as well as they've played the last two weeks, and as good as 4-3 look, you know, they could be even better. They chucked away the Falcons and the Saints games. They nearly blew the Lions game. This is obviously because the defense was playing appallingly in the early games in the first few weeks of the season. And this is a great test of the defensive progress that we've seen over the last couple of weeks against the Cardinals and against the Chargers. Can you stop Saquon Barkley and make Daniel Jones beat you? And then can you tell him, not today, mate. The Falcons and Saints are pretty crappy, and yet Seattle lost both of those games pretty carelessly. Prove on Sunday that those days are truly in the past. Go out there, play Pete Ball effectively, with all three of your units working together, Let's see a nice dose of Ken Walker complimenting Geno Smith. Let's see, first and foremost on defense, disciplined run defense, gap control, and then get after Daniel Jones when he's dropping back. Let's see that same attitude and intensity that we saw in LA. You know, everything about that vibe versus the Chargers was, you know, we want to prove a point. And they did. You know, Ken Walker wanted to try and fight. Khalil Mack was amazing. You know, Gino wanted to fight the entire Chargers sideline at one point. You know, I loved it. We all did. And I must admit, I'm a bit worried this week. It's felt a little bit like the aftermath of the Broncos win. You know, Seahawks Twitter has spent a week demanding a pound of flesh from the people who didn't like the Ken Walker pick back in April. People have been demanding that people accept they were wrong about Pete Carroll. You know, I've had a lot of people commenting in my videos saying... You must apologise for voicing some fair concerns about Pete Carroll's suitability as a coach while witnessing the state of the defence in the first five games. You know, I've seen reporters calling for the same, you know, you've got to bow at the altar of Church Carroll this week. And the fan base in the media seems to be obsessed these days with infighting rather than just watching and analysing and enjoying the team when they win and play well. And yet when there's some criticism to be handed out, doing that as well. And it's a shame because although... When the season started, you know, I said I wasn't going to be emotionally invested in any games this year because it was a rebuild. I found myself being more invested than I have in years. You know, I was really pissed off when they blew that Saints game. And I loved every minute of the Chargers win. And I really, really, really want to beat the Giants this week. You know, I want the Broncos to lose again 
in London against the Jaguars to further improve the draft stock for Seattle with their first round pick. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. And I want the Seahawks to win. You know, the team is capturing my imagination in a way that I never expected it to this season. And I suspect that a lot of you feel the same way. And I want to talk about that more after Sunday's game, not be reflecting on a similar experience to the Atlanta game. And I think if they lose on Sunday, we're all going to be thinking, yeah, do you know what? The team's better than we thought, but it's still clearly rebuilding. It'll be a 500 team with work to do to take a leap forward. You know, they may be drifting towards the purgatory of, of averageness within the NFL, which would be frustrating. You know, they won't be bad enough maybe to benefit from being really bad and picking the top five unless, you know, Denver help out there. And, you know, maybe not good enough to really challenge at the other end. Alternatively, if they win, they're going to be five and three and everyone's going to be pumped. You know, everyone's going to be excited. Everyone's going to be like looking at the schedule and going, hey, there's a win there, there's a win there. Maybe this team can win the NFC West. Maybe this team can get in the playoffs. And imagine if the Seahawks win. And, and get a victory against the 6-1 and one Giants. And then the Broncos lose again, and you're still sort of edging towards top five pick territory at the same time. You know, the best of both worlds. Just think about how exciting that will be. So the second option sounds better to me. So for the Seahawks, my message is this. Go and be the Giants.